Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm really excited for today's conversation. I am joined by Amber Shaw, who is the founder of The Wellness Revolution. This is a leading global movement for thousands of women to empower them to rediscover their confidence and create a body that looks as good as it feels. She's, like me, a nationally board-certified health and wellness coach and certified personal trainer, and she's committed to overhauling the diet culture so women have the support and accountability they need to change their lives. So Amber, welcome to the show. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited for this topic because I feel like I'm the only one who's talked on the show about (laughs) how much sucks about how we approach weight loss and diet and especially as we age and, you know, hit, you know, the perimenopause and menopause age. So I'm really excited to have you here. Yes, me too. I mean, that is the, everything you just said. That is my whole like mission in life. It's my jam. So I'm ready to talk love about it. it. Yes. Love it. Um, and before we like dive into all the the good news, I, I love to hear, and you know, I, I know my listeners appreciate just hearing a little bit of your story. Like how did you get to doing what you're doing today? Yeah, I love, I love that. I love, I love talking about it because it was definitely a windy road for me. So, you know, where I'm at present day is really kind of a little bit what, what you, t- what you spoke about, but I really focus a lot on women over 40 and helping them really, as I like to say, get off the crazy train of dieting. Um, and so, and how I, how I got to that was really through my own journey of having a very, very, unhealthy relationship with food and pretty much from a very early age being on a restrictive diet. I've pretty much bounced from one restrictive diet to the next my entire life. Uh, when I was a child, you know, I even at, by the age of 10, I can remember having my first feelings of like feeling uncomfortable in my skin and wanting to be thinner, wanting to be in a smaller body. I was never an overweight kid, but I, I was a very mature looking child to where like when I was 10, I I looked bigger. I was athletic. By the time I was 13, I was five, seven. I had boobs. I looked like I was 18 and all the boy, I I was way beyond the boys and the girls in my grade. And so I just, I always wanted to be smaller. And then you combine that with, you know, especially back I'm 42 now. So during that period, that was like really at the height of like everyone constantly talking about being on a diet and like it's diet this, I feel like we have a lot more awareness now, especially as mothers with our daughters and with our children. But back then, you know, my, you know, aunts, my mom, and like all the women, older women in my life were constantly talking about being on a diet, losing weight and all of that. And so it just really started to be ingrained in my subconscious and really in my conscious as well, that I needed to be smaller. So starting at the age of 15, really doing my first calorie restrictive diet. And I didn't even know what I was doing at that point. I just knew that calories were bad and I needed to eat less of them. Right. So what that looked like for me is, you know, going to Subway and ordering just a veggie sub, cause it was the least amount of calories on the menu. Right. 
And this really just perpetuated and and grew into my early 20s where I was uh, really, really body obsessed and food obsessed. And I was started uh, getting into bulimia. Um, and that was a really scary time for me. Fortunately, I had the resources to, um, to, to seek some therapy and to really work my way out of the physical act of, of binging and purging. Um, but I definitely didn't heal the, the mental piece of that. I like physically stopped binging and purging, but that whole like healing my relationship with food, healing my body image issues, that just continued on. And it just started to rear its ugly head in other forms. So I just pretty much spent all of my 20s and my 30s bouncing from one restrictive diet to the next. I've done them all. I mean, every single one out there, I've done them. Every single book, I've bought them. I mean, it's it's all the things. Uh, And I had uh, two kids in my 30s, and um, I gained a lot of weight with both of them, probably about 65, 70 pounds with both children. And it's really because I used those nine months as pretty much an experience extended binge. It was really like, because of all the restrictive dieting, it was really like, okay, this is my shot to get it in. I got to get it in now, um, before I, why I can, and then I'll worry about losing the weight after I had the baby. Um, and that really was hard for me because after I had both kids, I was able to get the weight off, but it was a little bit harder, uh, because I was in my mid thirties. Uh, and what, so what that meant is I had to get more extreme and the, just, I was starving myself. It was just a really unhappy place for me to be. And so fast forward really until, uh, getting ready to turn 40. I had some really life altering things going on uh, with me at the time I was getting ready to, I was in the middle of going through at the time I didn't know was going to end up as a divorce. Uh, so I was having a lot of problems there. I was really, really unhappy and unhappy with my job because I was had an 18 year sales career. And anyways, I always say long story short, I just started asking myself a lot of hard questions and it was just like, where, where am I unhappy in my life? And ultimately one of the areas that that I realized I was unhappy with was with myself and with my body. And I was tired of being on a diet and I was, I was tired of feeling miserable in my skin. So I, um, yeah, so I decided to, to change that. And that's really kind of what led me on my own healing journey. And then I decided to really take so much of what I was going through at the time and make some other changes. I made a career change and this is what led me to follow my passion, which is to get into coaching and, um, really just sharing my story with other women and helping them to also kind of heal the relationship with themselves and with food and, lose weight more sustainably uh, because it was such an area of my life that made me miserable for so long. And I didn't realize that. So it's kind of a long, I told you it was a windy road. Okay. I, told- <laughs> I love it. And you hit on so many things. I mean, so many things I can relate to, you know, I, and you're, you're in Atlanta. So when I lived there um, going through chiropractic school, I ran the Atlanta ING marathon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember I like, now I look back at pictures of myself, just, you know, this is a, a side note for women that, you know, if we look back at ourselves in our twenties, right. I was 24 when I ran the marathon and I was tiny, like I fit in a size zero. I was super thin, but I still related to myself as being too big, you know, and I, I have a similar background to you. Like I actually got my period when I was nine. So I was full grown by the time I was 14 and looked much older than I was. And now I look way younger than I am, but like that didn't shift till I hit 18, but you know, similar, just, you know, never being comfortable in your own skin and relating to ourselves in such a negative way. And so for listeners, like I, we can just start here. I think this is so key, especially with weight loss. It's like, what's driving it. Cause if our mindset 
isn't right. And we're, you know, driven by these unhealthy perceptions, like where we're never going to, you know, never, ever reach a point where we think we look thin enough or, or whatever it is. Like, I would argue nothing we're going to try is going to work, um, you know, until you can really heal. Somehow. No, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. I think that's, that's one of the questions that I always ask clients, which is like, you know, what's your goal weight or what is your goal here? You want to get to a certain size, you want to, you know, lose whatever. And then I always say, um, well, and, and then what, and then what is that? So is that, are you going to be happy then? Does that, is that what you're attaching your happiness to, which I think is such a dangerous slippery slope when we are basically outsourcing our happiness to external things. I mean, that's a whole other conversation we could go yeah. down, but, but it really is true. And I know what you're saying though, because for so long for me too, I had it in like, and I know a lot of women do this, but they, they have this number in their head and they're like, okay, if I can get down to, you know, 140, then, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be happy. And I can tell you that, you, you think that, and you're like, no, but and a lot of women are like, okay, well just let me get there. And then I'll tell you if it's, if it's true or not, but I can tell you from living it, it, it actually is not what happens because you get there and you, and you realize that you're actually, you're still not happy. And then what you, then what happens is you're, you just change your number. That's all that happens. You just keep changing your number. Um, so yeah, that's a dangerous road for sure. It is. And you know, maybe we do have this guy. I know we're going to talk like how the dieting world sucks, but, um, like I've been on and I've shared on the story and I actually didn't tell you this when we started, I went on my own journey where I gained like 40 pounds and, you know, despite eating well and, and doing all the things and like you, you know, I haven't really done restrictive diets, but I, I changed how I ate when I was 20 for health reasons and, and never really went back. So I've been gluten-free, dairy-free, mostly like refined sugar free for 16 years now, 17 almost. And, um, and I just started gaining weight and I was like, what the heck? But, you know, I've lost almost 30 pounds of that now since March, which is, is great. And in a way that's sustainable, but the big thing, like more than, you know, getting clear on what was wrong with my hormones and some of the stuff I talk about, the big thing was I had to actually shift my mindset to where I accepted my body as it was, you know, where I'm at and was happy and had a belief that I, you know, that I'm capable of losing the weight of feeling good, of having the energy of, of like all that stuff and not attaching so much to the number, but to like the feeling that comes with wherever I'm going to get to. Um, so I just wanted to share that, but yeah, no, absolutely. hundred percent. I always tell women so many times I hear women who, you know, over 40, especially like they, for instance, they don't want to wear shorts, right? They're like, oh, well, when I get to this size, I will, you know, I will wear shorts. And that's such a big thing that I work on with ladies is like, no, like you have to accept, like you just said, accept where you're at now. Um, and so I, I tell women like, wear the damn shorts, like wear the shorts now. Um, and yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Cool. So side note, so like where you start, uh, we're just kind of like, this is the pre before, before we get into what we're going to talk about now is you really have to be clear on, you know, your mindset and your drive and find that place where you can love yourself where you're at. And I know from experience, it's hard to, you know, you hate what you see in the mirror and you don't want to go shopping because you're three sizes bigger than you've ever been. Or like, you know, you have to do the work to mentally overcome that stuff in order to get to a place where you'll actually release the weight. But totally. Yeah. With that, you know, let's talk about what are, 
what are some of the, I know <laughs> this will be fun. What are the myths out there around losing weight or the things that we try to do that are probably hurting us more than helping us or just total BS? <laughs> Oh, Lord. There, I mean, how much time you got? Okay. Because good Lord, there's so many. Well, you know, I think, okay, so there's a couple that I want to hit on that I think, and I know you and I are going to be on the same page with this that I think are really important. We touched on one of those, like when we were talking before the show, which was, you know, this whole idea that weight loss is just calories in and calories out, right? Yeah. Whew. I have a really, really big problem with this one, right? Because, and of course, anytime you make that comment, then someone's probably going to come at you about the law of thermodynamics and all this kind of stuff, right? Like, you know, right? Like this. Yeah. (laughs) And listen, I'm not saying that calories don't matter. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you can lose weight and eat as many calories you want. It's not going to matter. Calories are a piece of the puzzle. That is true. There's no way to ignore that or nor would I, it's true but they're not the only piece, right? Like there are so many other factors that contribute to your ability to lose weight and sustainably keep it off, right? Like that's really the key is losing it and then keeping it off. And this is why, you know, I think I'm so passionate about this too, especially for women over 40, whose hormones are shifting. Hormones play a major role, as you know, in our ability to lose weight. And so, you know, hormones, but even everything down to sleep and, you know, your gut health, the way that your body absorbs your nutrients nutrients and synthesizes the nutrients, um, you know, your quality of food matters, you know, your blood sugar control, you know, the way that your body's releasing, you know, insulin in the body, like all of these things really matter. And so I think that, you know, for the diet culture, just to continue shoving it down our throat, that if you want to lose weight, you just have to move more and eat less. What's now become of this, especially for a lot of women that are a little bit older is this entire population of women who are now, especially under eating yeah. and this, right. And this is a whole other, so kind of tying on to like another myth, this is like a whole other problem, which is you know, when, when people are telling you, you know, eat more, I'm sorry, eat less and move more. They're not giving you the whole story because they're, they're not, what they're not telling you is that when you really under eat and by what I, when I say under eat, I'm talking under 1200 calories, right? Like that's enough calories for about a three-year-old, no human grown human should, can he really even function off 12 more, less than 1200 calories? You're not even giving you enough. Right. And what they don't tell you is that when you get to that point, of, you know, your way under eating and you've been doing it for an extended period of time. Now you've kind of gotten your body to the point of no return. And now you're really being completely, uh, counterproductive for, for your weight loss goals. Your, your metabolism has now uh, completely adjusted. You've slowed your metabolism down tremendously. You've probably started losing muscle, which is also going to contribute to a drop in your metabolism. And you wonder why you're not losing weight. I mean, I, I'm sure you do. Don't you hear all the time? Like, I'm, I'm, I don't understand. I'm eating like 900 calories a day. I barely eat, and I'm not losing weight. Yeah, right. I, I mean, and yeah. I find, you know, the average woman I work with, and most of you on the show, and I've been guilty of it too. You know, are 
I, I don't have people track calories for like, oh, you're eating too much. It's exactly. like exactly how yes. little you actually consume in a day. And they don't realize, you know, it's stress on the body. And when your body's stressed, it's going to store everything. So you eat less and less and it just stores more and more fat because it thinks you're starving and it doesn't know where its next meal is coming from. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And even you talk about women, this is, you know, and I know we were talking about perimenopausal, you know, just menopausal women in general, like, you know, when you talk about a hormone, hormone imbalances, like under eating is a big contributor to that as well, because like you just touched on it, the stress that it's putting on the body, your body reacts the same as when you've got mental stress or physical stress. I mean, it's a cortisol release. And when your body is way overproducing cortisol, it can absolutely throw off your other hormones. And so you're so right. Like when I coach my clients too, I do have them track food, not because I want them to track the food forever. I, we learn, we use this as like an intensive learning period, but I want to show them I want to show them how little they're eating. Very rarely do I ever have a female client come to me who is overeating. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't had one yet. <laughs> Even those right. who are like considered, you know, heavily obese or morbidly obese. I'm like, you're eating way too little. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, you know, I'm sure if some of the listeners are, are thinking, okay, well, I, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, well, I, I might be over or under eating. What do I do about that? I mean, the, the, what I do with my co or with my clients is I kind of reverse diet them out. I start just slowly increasing their calories, but with the right kind of foods, right. With, with foods that are really going to turn the dial when it comes to, you know, proper nutrition. And I know for me, and I'm sure you have the same thing when clients finish with me, they're like, I can't believe I'm eating more than I ever have of the, of good foods. And I'm actually losing weight. This is crazy. And I know that's a really hard concept for a lot of women to like wrap their head around. Yeah. 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 You hit on an important thing, you know, calories, where like calories are important, but where they come from is much more important. Absolutely. So I'm always talking about, you know, read the ingredient list. I don't yes. really care about the like calorie breakdown on the whatever guidelines because it's all crap anyways. Like right. the ingredients, what are those actually coming from? And let that guide what you eat or just eat real food. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just, just, just stop eating stuff out of a package or a box. Yeah. Right. Like I know I always tell women, I'm like, you know, the way that I teach nutrition, it actually is very, very simple. It's really like stop eating a lot of stuff in a package in a box, start paying attention to your sugar and take it, start getting more whole foods in your diet. Right. Like that's really, yeah. and if you're able to just, and if you, if you stop looking for the quick fix and you can just stay pretty consistent with doing that, you're going to see it's a slower process, but it's what's sustainable and right. you're going to see results and you're going to start feeling better, sleeping better, less cravings, all of those things. Uh, but it's because women typically want a quick fix now and we don't give ourselves, we, so we want to go to all these extremes to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like right before we started recording, actually, I was having a, um, I was on the phone with a, she's not a client, but someone I've just connected with. And, you know, she's working with another doctor in town and she told me, you know, he, I'm not going to say who it is, but his recommendation for losing weight and she's got hormone issues and all this stuff, right. Is they put her on like pregnancy shots. She's not trying to get pregnant and then do a 500 calorie diet. I can't, like, I can't, I can't, I, I know I, can't. Like, I was biting my tongue. Like, <laughs> I, can't. I can't even, is she, but I can't, I, I, so I just, am just blown away by that. What yeah. doctor says 500 and, calories oh, a day? Like, oh, there's all this research on it. I'm like, yeah, like it might make you lose weight really fast in the short term, but you're going to blow up as soon as you stop doing that. 
And it's just adding so much stress on your body and you're going to end up staying on hormone meds. Like there's so much wrong with that picture. I mean, the only time that I can even think that that would even be remotely any sort of protocols, if somebody is like morbidly obese and they, it's either like, we need to get this weight off now, or you're going to die. Like that sort of like diet with like, obviously like guided by, you know, a, a doctor and all of that, like, that's a different story. But that to me is just, yeah, that's insane. It's insane. And you know, those insane. are the extremes that we go to. So ladies listening to the show, you know, we hear about what I'm about on this. And I know you are in, in what you teach too. It's not about the quick fix. Like we have to move away from that because it's taken however many years it's taken for us to get to this point. Right. And I'm not yes. saying it'll take that long to reverse it, but you have to be willing to play the long game. It's, you know, kind of like a marathon. It's not like, let's do this fast because that doesn't work. And we end up yo-yoing and bouncing all over the place. And it's much worse for our body to do that than it is to just play the long game. Totally. Yeah. Thousand percent. I love it. Very cool. So let's talk about, because you're also a personal trainer. um, And I actually haven't talked about exercise all that much on the show beyond most of the time I'm telling women to stop for a while and get the eating normalized mm-hmm. Eat mm-hmm. more usually and mm-hmm. take some of that stress off. And, mm-hmm. you know, in my own journey, like I've been since March, I've been losing weight just primarily by changing how I ate and then addressing some hormone issues, which stress was part of that. And I finally mm-hmm. am at like this even keel place where I, my stress is much better and I'm feeling good and I'm not needing the supplements and stuff I was taking. So I started working out again, but I waited Yeah, <laughs> until yeah. then. And that doesn't mean don't move, but I'd love your, your input on, on, you know, like, Cause so many of us, it's like, okay, we're going to eat less and we're going to go to the gym for three hours. Like you don't need to do that. So, so where do we marry those two together? And like, at what point? Yeah, no, great, great question. In fact, I just recorded an episode just right before we hopped on on my own show about like fitness over 40. And what does that look like? And I kind of gave my top five recommendations. And one of them was not overdoing it. And this again, goes back to um, the same sort of idea of the the stress it can put on your body. Um, Same as like under eating can hormonally, it can do the same thing to your body when you're overtraining, when you're working out too much. Um, And so, you know, as far as what, what I recommend is like, what does that look like? It really depends on kind of what your fitness level is, but I don't even care if you are really advanced, you know, doing any kind of like, uh, um, high intensity style workout, whether that's long distance running, or even if it's like sprinting, whatever, just like running or, you know, doing, um, hit training or, you know, heavy weight training with like high intensity, doing that more than four times a week really is counterproductive for your body. You really need to, allow your body um, a day where you're doing a more low impact exercise day. So maybe that's doing a yoga class, which is also tremendous for stretching. Maybe that's going for a walk or a hike. Um, more is not better here. Not only can it be too much stress on your body hormonally, um, but also this is what can lead to injury. This is what can lead to, you know, to, to joint issues. Um, this and also mentally can lead to like burnout. Um, but it's really just important to give your body too time to rest and repair because that's where the growth happens. So, you know, when you are, um, incorporating strength training, which, 
everybody needs to incorporate strength training, especially as we age. It is super important, um, not only for our, our, our bones, but also just again, going back to that drop in our metabolic rate, like having muscle on your body is going to help burn more calories at rest. Um, so that's really important. Um, but you know, with, with our, um, with, with the strength training, you know, you, when you, when you break down your muscles, you have to give them time to repair because that's where that is where the growth happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's really important, um, to, like you said, though, if you're having a hard time kind of getting going with like the food and the, and the, and the exercise at the same time, it just feels a little overwhelming. I would so much rather you focus on your food for a little while and get, get, get into a little bit of a rhythm and then start to incorporate the exercise because you cannot outwork your diet. I don't care how hard you work out. Right. If you're eating like garbage or, you know, you can't outwork it. So remember you're in it for the long haul, right? So get into a rhythm with the foods, just in and take that stress off you. And while you're doing that, do some things you like, maybe it is going for a walk around the block with a girlfriend or whatever that looks like for you. And then as you start to relax and do it, then, then, you know what? Yeah. Start incorporating some strength training, start incorporating some exercise for sure. Yeah. And I think you brought up a good point. I was thinking about, you know, I know I've been guilty of this and I'm not the only one. Like if I'm working out regularly, I use that as an excuse to be like, oh, I can have that, this thing or whatever. I worked out hard today. And, you know, that's such, I'll use a British word, bollocks. <laughs> Sometimes I throw weird British words in there. I love it. I love it's, and, you know, and when we focus, like we have to, you know, I'd say 90% of it is nutrition and like the, the, yes. exercises, the other 10, but you have to really nail that piece before you can start like getting yourself into shape, whatever that, you know, goal is and looks like for you. And I would even say too, before you even start focusing on a fitness program, at least I tell my clients this, I would rather you start focusing on your sleep program yeah. because in my opinion, sleep is actually even far more important than I wouldn't say far more, but it's, it's the most important thing in my opinion. It is like, it goes like, to me, it's like sleep, nutrition, fitness, right? Like you, you've got to be getting enough sleep. I mean, that it controls so much of our well being, And so, yeah, I mean, if you're sleeping terribly, I would like for you to work on your sleep and then let's focus on the fitness part of it. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Because if you're not sleeping, yeah, you're not, your body's not repairing. There's a lot of things that aren't happening. Like human growth hormone isn't being released and yep. the time when your cortisol actually drops. And so you're staying too stressed out. Like there's, there's so many things that are important with sleep. So, so many things, your blood sugar control, all of it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we've got this picture. We're focusing on food. We're eating more <laughs> than less. We're not doing crazy things like 500 calorie diets with pregnancy shots or sure. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, and we're eating whole food. Like when you break it down like that, it really doesn't sound like it should be complicated, right? So how do we break out of this mindset of, you know, looking for the silver bullet or the magic pill or the, you know, I can't tell you how many, and I'm sure you've been through this and other women too, like how many programs I bought or how many, you know, books I decided to read or this diet or that diet, or, you know, should I do keto? Should I do blah, blah, blah? I'm, I hate the whole keto franchise will just sure, me too there. same same like, same girl when i same. go in costco and it's like keto ice cream i'm like oh, uh, it's ridiculous please can't. Yeah. but um you know how do you what steps do you recommend to just start navigating this because i'm i'm in the we're all individuals right and we have to kind of figure mm-hmm. out what's going to work for us so where do you have women kind of start navigating all the 
I think, I think what I start with is, is like, what's your intention, right? So a woman comes yeah. to me and says, Hey, I want to do keto. Cool. Why do you want to do keto? Well, I want to lose weight. Okay. So, so you want to lose weight and, and then are you, you know, so cool, but are you wanting to lose weight? You know, I want to lose weight fast is usually what it is, right? I want to lose weight. That's usually what it is. Right. And, and for me, you know, that is really kind of a double-edged sword because it's like, okay, you want to lose weight fast, but, you, but are you ready to gain it back then? That's usually what I follow up with. Are you want to lose weight? Okay. Well, are you, are you, are you going to make this a lifestyle or are you ready to gain the weight back? And they're like, well, no, I don't want to gain the weight back. Okay. So then keto might not be the option for you, right? Because if you are doing any of these diets, and this is what I always tell clients, it's like, listen, there's no one way to eat, right? Like I'm personally an intermittent faster. That doesn't work for everybody. Right. Um, I know some people like cutting out dairy. I could never cut out dairy. I love some cheese, right? Like that works. I know like are cutting out gluten. I don't, I'm not, I don't have a sensitivity to gluten. So I'm okay with that. There's no wrong or right, right way to do this. But what is important is do something you are going to make a lifestyle and that you are going to be happy and feel satisfied doing that. Mm -hmm. That's really the key. And what I have found is all of these, like you, I think you call the silver bullets and all of these different diets, you know, the paleos and the keto and, you know, all of that, the noom and like all these things, they're just, they're not sustainable. They're just not because, you know, listen, we, we like to live our lives. We like to go into the holidays and not, you not have to worry so much about indulging a little bit, or even on a weekly basis, or, you know, having a little bit of indulge, you know, indulging a little bit and having, feeling satisfied in our, what we're eating and eating in moderation. Like that's like normal human behavior. And so, you know, I always say that, Number one, start with like, what, what's your intention? Why do you really want to do this? And if you, if your answer on and get honest with yourself, okay, because you're only, it's just you, right. And like, you're going to end up gaining the weight back. If your answer is just that you want to lose the weight, right? So if your answer is, oh, I want to cut out dairy because it doesn't make me feel good or because I think I've got a, a sensitivity to it. Well, that's a different story. If it's like, oh, I yeah. want to cut out dairy because I heard I can lose more weight with it. That's, but I love dairy. You're not going to stick to that. So let's just get that off the tape, right? So I think, I think that's the first step is asking what the intention is. I think the second step really is getting your mind right that this is that if you really want a sustainable way of, of living like that with your, where you're not dieting anymore, right? You have to get your mind right that it's going to take some time. Okay. This is not this kind of mentality where you're incorporating more whole foods. Like you said, you're kind of reducing stuff out of a box or a package. All the things I think you said is like, it sounds pretty simple, right? Well, guess what? It can be that simple, but you have to get your mind right that it's not going to be a lose 20 pounds in 30 days type of situation. That's not what's going to happen here. Right. So I think that that's number two is, is like getting your mind right around, like it's going to take some time. And then I would just say like the third step is really shifting your focus on looking at different ways that you can start to to make your health, your priority, right? So not cutting sugar because you want to lose weight, cut the sugar because of that. It is one of like the leading causes of disease and inflammation and gut issues. And, you know, a lot of other health problems that that brings on, make that your intention, make your intention that, Hey, I actually want to uh, see my daughter or my son grow up, or I want to see my grandchildren or whatever it is, change your mind, get a reframe. And when you can start focusing on your health, and that's maybe why you want to cut the sugar, you're more likely to stick to it. And the 
weight loss, I promise will come. It will be a byproduct of that. Um, but, but just change your focus. I think on what your priorities are. And I think that that's that those are three, I think, good, good ways to kind of change your mindset around that. Yeah. I, I love that. And, you know, and it's important. One of the things I always do with women when we first start is, you know, get clear on the things that really hold you back, but then get connected to your big why, you know, the big, I've heard it called the big hairy audacious thing that, you know, is it's beyond like just fitting in your skinny jeans and, and whatnot. There's so much more that comes with yes, getting the weight off as you, you know, mentioned. So I think that's beautiful. And the other thing I wanted to, you know, intermittent fasting, it seems to be like really popular among this crowd. Mm-hmm. I, I had an intermittent fasting coach on that I interviewed and that's been like the most popular episode recently. I'm going to guess that this one's going to go up there too, but, um, and, you know, since I interviewed her, I've, I've been practicing it as well, but one of the, like one of my hangups before interviewing her was because so many of us under eat, I am really wary of intermittent fasting for women. If you haven't dealt with like figuring out how to eat enough <laughs> first. That 1000%. So. In fact, in all of my programs, and even when I coach women one-on-one, I do not lead with intermittent fasting. Yeah. It's I actually, it is not a good idea because then you, then what happens is, is then when they were eating 900 calories or a thousand calories before now they're eating 600 calories in a day. Yeah. So absolutely not. Like I, I agree with you. That is a definite concern. I don't recommend starting intermittent fasting, um, you know, until you've maybe logged your food for a little bit and you are very confident that you are not eat, under eating. And then, and then even then, I think um, I still make sure, even when you intermittent fast, you still need to make sure you're getting in enough food yeah. like during the eating window. So maybe that looks like your portions may be a little bit bigger like at those meals or you're incorporating a little bit more good fats into your diet. But it is not, this is why it's such a joke to me when coaches are like, oh, well, you're only losing weight because you're cutting breakfast, you're just cutting calories. Yeah, but that's not really what the intention of intermittent fasting is. You're, you still, it, you for somebody that overeats, it may be a way of like calorie control for them. But for a lot of women that undereat, they actually need to go the other route and still make sure that they are eating enough food during the window. The benefits that I love, you know, that are again, that are, um, that I'm sure you, the, the other coach you interviewed talked about was like, about what it can do for your body on a cellular level, hormonally, you know, just even with human growth hormone, your insulin levels, all of that. That's really where I find the benefit. I'm not using it as a way to constrict my calories. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I have to be very mindful too, that I'm getting enough food. I mean, that's important. Yeah. 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 That's something I've been really aware of because I've been playing with increasing my fasting window because there's benefits to it. Right. You know, and it has to do with decreasing your glycogen stores and, you know, lowering insulin and some stuff. Cause I, for whatever reason, I, um, I run labs on myself every now and then. And, you know, with my weight loss, everything has improved, but my insulin had gone really high. And I'm like, what this, what's up with this? So yeah, you know, that's this, is one of, this is, I have, a, I had COVID. I, I'm kind of like trying to connect if there's some dots there, but um, you know, so this is one of the tools I'm using to like help lower insulin levels, but I have to be really intentional with like planning my day so that I'm still eating plenty of food. And I find I'm hungry, you know, so yeah, having snacks where I didn't used to before, but you know, again, it's, it's also the quality of what you're reaching for. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So cool. I just wanted your, your input. Yeah. Um, so kind of, as we bring this full circle, any parting thoughts you have, you want to, I mean, this has been like a awesome conversation and I think hit on so many important things and just, I hope helps everyone shift their mindset out of, you know, kind of like in Western medicine, we just look for that quick pill or or fix. I think the weight loss discussion is something that we're just so 
screwed up on and, and off the mark. And so I really enjoyed just bringing some light and perspective to that. Um, yeah. But any, any parting thoughts you have and also how can, how can listeners connect with you? Yeah. You know, I would just say if you're listening to this and you're really frustrated with your, with your weight or how you feel about your body and how you, you know, you, how you look at yourself in the mirror, you know, number one, I just want to say like, you, you can do this. You, you can do this. Um, it just, it's, it's not about the quick fix. It really is about making some simple tweaks in your everyday that you can sustain. I always say it's about progress over perfection. And, you know, the more consistent you are, uh, the less perfect you have to be. This whole, the idea of a sustainable weight loss really is more about consistency um, of doing some very simple things like what we had talked about today. Um, and that ultimately are going to be the big dial movers. So I just, you know, I want to encourage you to not give up. You can do this. Um, so yeah. And, and where to find me. So I, um, I hang out on Instagram. I'm MS Amber Shaw, Miss Amber Shaw. I also have, um, TikTok as one of my platforms that I'm pretty active on. Um, I got a lot of incredible ladies uh, over there that follow me. Um, and I also have a podcast, the wellness revolution podcast with Amber Shaw. Um, I just started that one not too long ago and it has just been so much fun for me. So I would love to, to connect with you guys over on any of my platforms, get to know you guys. If there's something today that you, that you liked, uh, send me a message about it. Let's chat about it. And I'm so grateful to have been here today. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining. I'm going to have to check out your TikTok because I, <laughs> even my like older clients are sending me TikTok videos all of a sudden. <laughs> like, what is this? Yes, girl, get up on that TikTok. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Amber, and just, you know, having this conversation with me. I really enjoyed it and appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners did too. Yes, it was so good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm -hmm.